and whatever time it is to our wonderful fans and probably just uh, franchise legends owners. It's time for another episode of uh, your fantasy baseball league has a podcast. It's me, Perry. Again, we have uh, our fearless leader, Dave and Hello. Rob. Hey, D- uh, Dave, how are we doing? We're hanging in there. It's a, it's a Saturday afternoon now, but yeah. I've been up for a while cranking out this projection system. That's what we love to hear, Dave. Uh, fresh off of a, a very nice burger the other day, and uh, he's—I think he's still—I think he's still feeding off the the juices. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can tell. Crab looks great. He's got his, uh, his accidental shave. That's good. Yep. We're all kind of matching. We have maroon hoodies on. I know. Mine's purple because it's the Vikings, but yeah, mine's uh, just awesome. pink. Still, I, 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 the, the sentiment is there from dave i do appreciate it yeah red tinted hoodies <laughs> let's get to our first item of business on the show which is the fab run that uh ran on thursday and uh, let's take a look dave yeah absolutely starting off we got some claims in by the washington nationals yeah the nats went and got donovan solano who was looking for a team that's a good buy i think we had something in on him as uh, one of our uh, option pickups on the, we only had to, to, to set to pick up a few per per grouping, and he was in one of them. But I uh, got Solano, Max Stassi, who was will probably uh, back up the kid that the uh, Angels got in from Philadelphia, uh, and then uh, Joe Kelly and JP Fireisen. Okay, no, Fireisen was a was the Mister Irrelevant of the MLB auction. Oh. He went too far. I went too far. JP Fireisen was the Mr. Relevant of the pro draft. Okay. I think he's uh, nothing really to speak of. Just chime in if you actually have something on those guys. I'm just going to read them. Sure. <laughs> uh, next up is Seattle picking yep. up. So it looks like. So does he, does he have two of those guys or just one of them? No, no he's Rob- not, Tommy sorry, Romero was the pickup. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy Romero, not to be confused with. And the other Romero. I've never heard of Tommy Romero, but he yeah. looks like he plays for the Rays, or at least has was a past. He's a Nat now. <laughs> I picked him up and dropped Drew because someone has to pitch for the Nationals. Good point. Uh, Yancy Almonte is a reliever for the he, pretty good arm. Went to the Braves for $3. Christopher San, uh, Sanchez went to the Angels for a buck. Tommy Nance went to the Cubs for a dollar. So, also- real quick, Tom, yeah. Tommy Nance, remember, remember that name. Remember that name because it will come up later in this podcast. Okay. Wow, that's a good. That's a really good clue drop by Dave. We have no idea why. Uh, he used to pitch for the uh, Marlins, I believe. He still does. That's that's interesting. Okay. Andrew Kittredge was hurt a lot of last year. He probably cost me first place in my NFBC league for getting hurt. Also went to the Rays. Sebi Zavala, backup catcher for the White Sox, to the Rays, and Matt Barnes, formerly Red Sox, now Miami Marlin, in that trade for four dollars. Barnes goes over. He. Thinking he might get some late inning uh, spots there, Krob. Uh, him or Floro, whichever one. Right, they 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 got a bad bullpen, so that could easily happen. Of course, uh, Richard Blyer, huge trade that went down in actual Major League Baseball. Blyer for huge. Barnes. Yeah. Alan Trejo was the number one most expensive pickup uh, by the Brewers or anyone, I guess. He's uh. Is he uh, in Cincinnati now, or is he actually in Colorado? 
think he's in Colorado. I think he's I mean, Colorado. Uh, so he's going to back up uh, the kid. I like saying the kid when I can't remember the name of a player. Ezekiel Tovar. That's the one. Yep. I think they're giving him the keys as they probably should, right? Well, Zips and Steamers seem to think so. Yeah, they love him. Yeah, they love him. I love him. I have, I, I picked him up in my, my one Gladiator draft. That's just pick 23 players and then however they finish uh, in an NFC. That's so like it's basically like if your guy gets hurt, it's a it's the most extreme version of uh, draft and forget with no uh, no bench. Okay. It's, it's a stupid idea, but I still did it. Tyler Nevin. <laughs> Tyler Nevin went to the Yankees for $2. Sam Henches to the Marlins for 6 Evan White, who they remember they gave that big contract as a minor leaguer for $2. I think he's still in Seattle. Yeah. Unless they cut him loose. Healthy as he's ever been. <laughs> That's the report from three days ago. I love spring oh, training. Okay. Hopefully that health can help him hit pitching. Yeah, it was a six-year, $24 million deal. Yeah, they tried to pull a Braves before the Braves, even really. I think. Yeah. Anyway, next, next, next page. I love it. We'll start here. Uh, the Cardinals picked up Justin Dunn for five dollars and cut Josh Stamont, reliever for yeah. the Royals. So hoping Dunn does what uh, people thought he might be able to do over the last few years. He was really hot. What in the very first year, I think, Dave. Yeah, but as a minor leaguer. Let's yeah, see. since then not much is not much yeah. has happened. A lifetime four forty something ERA. But a and eighty six walks in one hundred and thirty some innings. Goodness gracious! Yeah, put that away. You're hurting my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tommy Canley for three dollars to the Rays. That's another crab pickup. He needs some relievers. No, that I'm the Mariners. I keep confusing you. The, the you like the Rays, but you are the Mariners. Okay. Yes. The Rays pick up Tommy Canley, uh, who is a local to where I used to used to uh, off season train up around where uh, I used to live in upstate New York. He's from there, so uh, used to do long toss in our field house. That's that's my biggest Tommy Canley note. Hopefully, <laughs> he's healthy. Then we have. Jason Vossler, who we picked up for $6. I got yelled at for that. Um, <laughs> he, Sean didn't he's, approve. He's with the Reds now, and uh, we're going to see what happens there. I like his uh, left-handed bat on a team full of righties. If uh, if their first baseman's not healthy or he hits well in spring training, I think he gets a job. But uh, that's, that's whatever. We had $25 left over last year, so Sean can... Uh, uh whatever he can shut up okay alex reyes for two doesn't have a team yet but he if he ever pitches he is good yes theoretically he could pitch a little wild yeah he's one of those for two dollars to the orioles that's a flyer tyler uh tyler rogers who is now pitching with taylor in san francisco uh, for five dollars, I think we got his brother for less than that, which is interesting. In the draft, Ryan Jeffers, who will surely back up Christian Vasquez in Minnesota, went for four to the Mariners. There you go, Crab. That was my handcuff on Minnesota catchers. Okay, good call. Good call. Philadelphia Phillies pick up Chad Green. Does he have a, a squad yet? Uh, I'm not sure. If not, He's I hope he goes a for the two-year eight point five. 
million oh. contract with the Toronto Blue Jays. That's Interesting. Right. They have a pretty good pen now. He's oh, yeah, it was a not... really weird deal. Yeah. And we won't go into that too much. Yeah. Uh the, that's a good signing for the Blue Jays, I think. Three dollars to the Phillies in our league. Domingo Acevedo went to the Orioles for three. Uh Inel de los Santos, Cleveland Indians, or sorry, Guardians. Uh went to Whatever, I'm canceled. I've been canceled so many times in this league. Uh, Jonathan <laughs> Jonathan VR to the Cubs for a buck. He's in Seattle now. Uh, Stephen Okirk, he's probably my favorite Marlins pitcher. They don't pitch him ever or in that many high leverage situations, but he went for a dollar to the Brewers. That's a good signing. You got Dun- love pitchers that just don't pitch. They just don't use him. Yeah, he's a lefty. Yeah, well, I like him. I, I think he could be their closer. Speaking of What's that box? There's a cat behind me just rummaging. Uh, Nick Dunn to the Yankees for a buck. Penn Murphy to the Marlins for $4. Okay. Eno Saris really likes that guy. I know that. Eno likes Penn Murphy's stuff. He's yeah. good. He, yeah, he, he, has, he hides he the ball. Really I don't know. Eno, yeah, if Eno likes him, he's probably good. Greg Weissert to the Angels along with Stuart Fairchild. Those are names. <laughs> uh, Jake Myers, who... Had a really interesting debut with Houston. Went to the Rockies for three. Caleb Ferguson, their lefty specialist, to the Padres for three. Interesting that uh, Jason would pick up a Dodger. He hates them. Seattle Mariners pick up Sean Armstrong, hard-throwing uh, Rays guy that he likes to raise for $3. That makes sense. Tommy LaStella, hopefully his Achilles is are good, and maybe he hits again someday to our Giants for $2. Jorge Alcala as well. Hopefully he can be what he wants uh, we once thought he could be for a dollar. That's a flyer. And finally, our, our last page of players. Let's let's run through it, guys. Yes. Uh, lefty specialist Aaron Loop for three dollars to the Padres. Sam Haggerty can do it all, kind of, but not very well. To the Phillies for two dollars. <laughs> Ryan Weathers to the Mariners. There you go, Krabby. Yeah. Another uh, lineage guy. Another. Uh, uh, his dad was Bob. I'm almost 100% sure. It was David. Dave Weathers. David Weathers. You're correct. See, that was why I should have hesitated lo- longer. Brewers for a dollar. Andrew Bellotti. Cool. Yankees get Ryan O'Hearn for a dollar. Emilio Pagan for $4. Goodness gracious. He was terrible last year yeah. on my team. He must oh. have been on in the auto zone for that one. Uh, Miami Marlins get Cody Hoyer. I think he threw hard at one point in his career. Maybe he still does. Philadelphia Phillies for $2 get Will Smith. I don't think he has a team, but yeah, I don't, not throw, I don't think he throws above 90 miles an hour anymore. Yeah, well, whatever. You know, it's it's, it's fab. Lu, uh, Luis Guillorme to the Orioles for two. Jordan Luplo, right-hand specialist to the, ooh, to the Rockies for two. I thought he was in Colorado. He's actually in Atlanta. I would have been more excited if he was in Colorado. Uh, Seattle Mariners pick up Josh Fleming, another one of those maybe uh, you know bullpen, but could be a long guy. He, he had some he had some noise behind him for a minute, but he let him in wins in 2020. Yeah. Okay. See, Krabby doing things. He big big wins guy in the short season. We like that. Yeri Delos. We got a lot of Delos Santos going in the in the in the fab. Probably the most common last name. Uh, one dollar to the Yankees. Jake Diekman still in the White Sox. Hopefully, I like hitting off him. Went to the Padres for $3. He's just dropping money. Jaden Hill. 
Don't know who he is to the Royals. Who's Jaden Hill, guys? He's a prospect. Cool. Might might maybe I don't I don't know the Rockies pitching situation, you know, inside I, and out. He might I get mean, innings because their back end's really bad. Yeah. I try not to know Colorado pitching. Yeah. That's one of my goals in life. Dylan Lee for three dollars to the Marlins. Okay. Brad Boxberger still pitching. Apparently, he went to the Orioles for two dollars. I can't say this next guy's name. Josuar Garcia. Josuar. You guys try. Yeah, I mean, Josuar. I that's that was mine. Josuar. Oh. Okay. Ryan Brazier. People don't like him, but he went for two dollars to the Cubs. Someone was complaining about him. I think it was Nick P. I don't know <laughs> what he did. Tony Santillian <laughs> to the Mariners. There you go, Krabby. He's a Reds guy, too, so he has to spread his money around evenly. <laughs> Kyle Higashioka, backup catcher for the Yankees for a dollar to the Yankees. Josh Ruiz to the Padres for a buck. Amir Garrett. Oh, okay. Find himself a little bit redundant. You like Jose Ruiz? Sorry. No, not you said Josh Ruiz. I'm just being pedantic. Did I say Josh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as I know, it is Josh Ruiz. Uh, Amir Garrett might find himself redundant in Kansas City. We'll see when they brought in uh, the big man. Miguel Castro. He throws hard. He's in Arizona now. He's one of the eight guys that could be the closer for the Diamondbacks. Danny Jimenez was the closer for a hot minute in Oakland. He went for $2 to Orioles. Trevor Richards, probably still in Toronto, to the Rockies for a buck. Chris Archer, not on a team, to the Cubs for a buck. Mark Contreras, never going to play, to the Yankees for a buck. Hey, he's projected for like 370 points. So. I know. People, yeah, I knew. I hope I looked at that. Tracks. I was very confused. Steamer and Zips have a different opinion than fan tracks. To yeah, say fan track. I want to know where they get their projections from. Yeah. They're in the auto zone when they come up with them. I can tell you that. Chris Stratton, he at one point was at near the end of a Pittsburgh bullpen, which I'm not sure what you take from that. He's in St. Louis now, Dave. He's going to be the uh, the long guy, more likely than not, to to clean up, you know, two or three innings and in games that the Cardinals are like down by three or four. Oh, we just had a pretty big live trade. Oh, we did. What yeah. Bieber, John Means, and Matt Manning. For Josh Lowe, J.P. Sears, Connor Norby, Dustin Harris, and Vogelbach. Holy. Well, my projections are out of date. <laughs> you know what? That's not, that's, look, Dave, that's not your problem. <laughs> and we're right. just going to, we're just going to forget that happened for the next part of the show. Uh, You know, Miles Masterbolani Bo- Master for $3 Boney. to the, Master, there you go. He's a he, he played here. He played in town, so I know that he one. Played in town. Crab uh, is a, a close personal friend. Three dollars to the Phillies. Merriweather still kicking. He's he's somewhere else now. He's not in Toronto. For two dollars to the Orioles, Dave. Where did uh, Merriweather go? The Cubs. Uh, yeah, the Cubs claimed him off waivers from the Blue Jays on Tuesday. Wow. People say no, I don't know. That was January seventeenth. I mean, it's been a minute. People say I don't know what's going on in baseball. They are wrong. Tyler Wade can play every position uh, and can't hit for a dollar to the Rockies. Wandy Peralta to the 
Tigers for a dollar. Rowan Wick to the Cubs. Plays for the Cubs. That's a fun one. Will Crow to the Padres for a dollar. It looks like Jason's just throwing darts at a wall at this point. Mickey Moniak to the Phillies. He's now an angel in real life, but he's a Philly in our hearts for $2. Uh, Kevin Crone, the younger and playing in Asia until now, Crone for a dollar to the Rockies. Erasmo Ramirez to the Tigers for a dollar. Jonah Bride to the Cubs for a dollar. Robert Stevenson, former Rocky, now red to the Tigers. Wow. And Will Crow was dropped. Yeah, I was just looking at the, <laughs> at the top for a dollar and immediately dropped the same day. That's beautiful. All right, time for the t- time for the meat of the show, Dave. All right, so uh, we are. I am actually updating the projection live for the uh, the, the Tigers you. trade that's because that's nice. actually a huge deal. If it was some minor leaguers going mm-hmm. around, I would have would have had a. I would just left it, but this was a pretty big deal, and it may affect the uh, the Tigers' projection. So, um, but we're gonna go from thirtieth to first about the uh, the Dave Plus projection system. So basically, how this works is that for every team in the league, uh, I am slotting in whoever zips and steamer projects to score the most points for each position um, on every team giving them the best bench possible, including pulling from their minor leagues if necessary, and then grading whatever's left over in the minor leagues just off of um, how many points are they expected to score. So not an actual uh, like top 100 ranking or anything like that. Right. Just this year. It's not based on what they could potentially do down the road. Right. So after I get that list, I then score um, each position on each team uh, with a, with a Z score based off of um how many how many points is saved for the Houston Astro, Astros? Their catcher Martin Maldonado going to score, and how does that compare to the league average starting catcher? Um, so, in Martin Maldonado's case, he's about one standard deviation below the average catcher projection. Um, he's mm-hmm. projected for about 197 points, um, and the average catcher. Uh, is projected to score 284 points, starting catcher, that is. Cool. Um, With that said, uh, 30th place, uh, I think we can probably guess who it's going to be. He's already sold half his team. Um, He's going for all that cruise cash. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the Chicago Cubs are projected (laughs) to be... (laughs) The worst team next oh. year. Um, and here we have their projected lineup. And you can see I have a kind of color coordinated, so you can see what's the good, and then you can see what's the bad. And for the Cubs, we have pretty much all bad, except for Gunner. Gunner is half a standard deviation better than the average third base projection. But everything else is a negative. Wow. Bryce so Harper's he's negative. yeah okay. So the only plus injury. he's the only plus player in the on the whole team. Right. All right. So Gunner is at third base. He's the only plus player. You have some big time negatives. You have Franmil, who uh, you know, uh, Luis Gonzalez, who in the with the Giants at minus three, Tommy Nance, minus three almost. Ian Anderson minus three, oh, two and a half. 
Chris Archer at almost minus three. Okay, so you got some big negative. What's what's the grand total that we we get to for the Cubs? Uh, the grand total. So Kevin is also missing five players on his bench, and, and there's no one in the minor leagues after you pull. Phil. Right. So it, like I have Yuri Perez. Yeah. Um, up there and, and yeah as you can see tommy nance is the highest projected starting pitcher for the chicago cubs there's that name so man i didn't know ian anderson projections were that rough yeah he's just they just don't know how to project him since he's been yeah. not not too healthy all right so his, his total is a 30 a minus 32.95 almost minus 33 for our worst team yep which doesn't have you know, a lot of bearing except for to compare it to others, I guess. So it's yeah. essentially a negative one per spot. <laughs> and the projected record that I have for the Chicago Cubs. Okay. Um, first of all, they're they're projected to score fourteen hundred fewer points than the 29th team. Um, I give the Cubs originally my system projected them for zero wins. Um, I give them a record of one and forty-one, just because I believe. Okay, Bryce Harper will come back right before the trade deadline and put up a monster week. Yeah, he's even a minus player overall. Yeah, utility. So, so we know what Kevin's doing. He he'll yeah. he'll be back to relevance. We eventually. don't we don't have to dwell on this team anymore for a team that's not really trying. Number but one team in twenty twenty seven. Now <laughs> is not the uh, now is not, not the time. Next up, let's. Yeah, we got, it's my job, as, as people know, that I have to keep this moving. 29th place, we have the Texas Rangers. The Texas Rangers, another team that, again, you literally just saw this actually, this projection is actually way worse now. Because um, Bieber's gone. Bieber's gone. Uh, in fact, let me. Um, if you want to do it now, you can. Yes. Yeah, Bieber's being replaced by J.P. Sears. Uh, we're getting Daniel Vogelbach in here. And outside of that... I don't know. Matt Manning, I don't know how much that matters if we move him or not. Yeah, Matt Manning as well. John Means is out. Uh, I'll, yeah. I would say don't change this. Like, people will yeah. understand that. They can't even see what we're looking at. It's okay. Yeah. That's not. That's what I'm saying. Just run with run with the original projection, and then we can. the The projection for the Rangers is not good. Um, they have, they do still have Blake Snell, uh, Blake who Snell. I'm sure yeah, is yeah. going to be sold. Um, would, would make sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, Andres Jimenez. Yeah. Andres Jimenez. Who is a positive, and Daniel Vogelbach. Uh, technically isn't terrible replacement level i guess or or league average everyone else is is below average for where they should be ramon loriano is gonna score close to 400 points they think but as a first string outfielder for the for the rangers that's a low projection for sure yeah all right so rangers second worst their overall was a minus 24 Minus 24 and a half. So we had a minus 33 almost and a minus 24 and a half. Yes. Okay. Next up, we have the... Do you have a projected win total or no? Oh, yes. The Texas Rangers projected win total. I give them three wins, three and 39. They'll 
they'll sneak one. I actually haven't put the schedule together if they're going to face the Chicago Cubs, but that could be a win. Um, Why not? But uh, this team is not destined for greatness this year. But again, same as the Cubs, Texas Rangers have a really nice farm uh, led off by Marcella Meyer. Um, There's some other really nice names here. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's just, you know. Encarnacion Strand, Cespedes, Hassel. Gavin Williams, Gavin Williams, yeah, I mean, Alcantara. There's, there's, there's really good names here. Kevin Alcantara. It's a good, it's a good farm system. We'll give credit to both of those teams for having great farm. You mean you, you almost have to, right? And yeah, this year's not the year, but there is a future. There's Same pieces to sell off if someone wants Travis Darno. If he's getting a lot of playing time, and you mentioned Snell, so there are some some things that can move there. Right. All right. Next up. Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, they kept basically zero players going into the auction. Um, I think they kept like Eli Morgan and Gordon Graceffo. Mm-hmm, that's right. And maybe like, the, I don't know. I but, think one of their outfielders too that has since been traded. Yeah. So again, they came in with basically nothing. Um, they left the draft with a team. Uh, including Aaron Judge, who, again, I, I think was a great buy for only $50 at the time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's there's just too many missing pieces here. Their number one starting pitcher is projected to be Chris Flexen, who isn't even a starting pitcher, I think. I, th- I think he's going to be he's a like a bolt guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's tough. There's just too many pieces missing here. Um for, for my projection system to think they're going to make uh, any kind of run. Um, but they are uh, they are going to compete. Um, they're not going to be a team that's an auto win, kind of like what I think the, the Rangers and Cubs are. Mm-hmm. Uh, there There is potential here for like a few of their players to have really insane weeks like Judge and Springer. Um, and then the pitching can just, you know, maybe put up a few points a week to, mm-hmm. to get them a few wins. I do project them, and again, they're another team that has a really nice farm. Yep. Um, pretty, pretty much all the way down, like James Wood, Brooks Lee, Quinn Priester, Gavin Cross now, um, Colton Kowser. You're, you're looking at a really nice farm here, and I project them for 7 and 35. 7 wins, 35 losses. Okay. And like we, you know, like we said, the, you, know, you can check out the uh, podcast Crab and I did to look at the farm or sorry we did a farm ratings after that I think with you Dave right so that you can find out where these farm systems actually rank uh, on that show uh, I think that the numbers are posted somewhere too let's get to the next team sure next up a team that was very bottom of the league last year um, they're improving by uh, almost double digit wins in my projection but that is still not enough to get them to uh, the promised land, the Los Angeles Dodgers have just stellar players at some key positions, including maybe the best outfield in the league with Acuna, J-Rod, and Harris. Absolutely. But everything else is kind of patchwork. Um, They have not really any real depth to speak of. Their starting positions... Um, including I, I have their top graded uh, lineup, including Addison Barger, 
who mm. is a prospect for the Blue Jays at shortstop, which is just, um, yeah, that that's rough. I think it's mostly he's hamstrung with that. What is Acuna at eighty something dollars? Yeah, I think he's yeah eighty seven. But when again, when he traded for Acuna, he got Harris, so you know there was clear incentive to acquire that, especially for a team that's rebuilding. Harris is a long term keep. Acuna, I don't know what you do with, but does he have one more year on his contract? Acuna has two after this, so he's going to have to pass through two more auctions or take penalties. Yeah, I mean, it's just no pitching, too. You got two starters, Kirby and May. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's they, they are what they are. Uh, what's the projected win total, you said? Projected win total um, is 9-33, and 33, which I All think right. last year they had two wins. So getting up to better. nine would be, a, would be a big step forward. Who's next? Next up, also projected at nine wins and 33 losses, um, the Cleveland Guardians. We just see some good pieces, including a pitching staff that is honestly it's it's below average, but it's not too bad. The real problem is the outfield. Oh goodness, is, is atrocious. Uh, I will say there's a little bit of upside in that outfield more than others we've seen, right? With uh, right. Morale and Jones who could have better years that could boost that number up a little bit. But yeah, fam, I think we've seen all we need to from him. So, uh, you know, Morel, Morel and Jones, uh, Nolan Jones in Colorado and Morel in Chicago, don't know about playing time. But uh, like I said, we saw some decent stuff from them last year. We do, we do think, I think Morel is projected to start. Um, it's just projections do not love um, his uh, his rookie season, especially after his crazy debut. Mm-hmm. And and Nolan Jones, who knows how much he's going to play this year, right? And yeah, same thing. Where yeah. maybe next year, um, or maybe with some really suave trades and pickups, um, this team could put a, a run together for five hundred. But as is, yeah, I I just don't see it. It's still the best collective collective pitching staff we've seen so far, going up the the ladder. Right. Next, next up. Next up, we have the Atlanta Braves um, at 25th place. They are projected to also go nine and 33. Um, and it's mostly on the back of, again, another very, very questionable offense. Um, lots of holes here. Patrick Wisdom at first base does not have a favorable projection. Omar Narvaez is a very below average starting catcher. Um, Olivares and Engel in the outfield mm-hmm. are not going to be very good. Nicky Lopez is your starting shortstop. You know, th- there's there's a lot here that is is just ripe to disaster. Yeah, and again, decent pitching overall, but nothing... I mean, yeah, the the rotation is average. Um, Gossman, Kelly, Alex Wood, Adrian Hauser. Yeah, and uh, bullpen, McGill could get him some innings, but yeah, yeah. But if you're, yeah, exactly. It's you're relying on on some things to really go your way at that point. Yeah, they uh, do have two really solid infielders in Simeon Endeavors, but I think both of them have a really high price tag right now. So 
I think the Atlanta Braves would maybe be served well to to move on from them for some for some future building blocks. I just don't think the pieces are here for a, a deep run um, in, into the season this year. All right. Okay. What do we Next got? Up, at 24th place, mm-hmm. we have the Minnesota Twins. The the Twins have obviously had a tumultuous offseason. <laughs> Change of ownership. Yes. And while the new owner, Chris, he, he is a good owner, um, and he did pick this team up from what was definitely going to be a bottom feeder, mm-hmm. uh, there are just he, – he came in with too many missing pieces yeah. to really put enough together. Zips and Steamer gives a great projection to Miguel Vargas. Wow. Um, he's projected to score 366 points, um, which would make him a, an above average regular almost anywhere. Um, Didn't they say like, he's going to be their starting second baseman now? I heard that. Yep. Yeah. So, but he can also play first. He can play outfield. So they're going to, I think they're going to try and play him, which is good news. Right. And, and of course, um, the Twins also picked up Goldschmidt, Trout, Marte, and Merrifield in the auction. So you have the, the pieces of an offense um right there gene segura as well is an above average second baseman um but once you get to the pitching staff Mm -mm. really falls apart lazardo irvin waka smiley is your rotation if you were to try and buy pitching in the auction i think it's always going to be but yeah i think you're right yeah i i just don't think with the budget they had it would have made sense for them to pursue the the pitchers that uh, we're going for the prices they were. So, I mean, you can probably get rid of that Hendricks projection too. Right. Yeah. It, but like you replace it with like a Zach Davies or an Adam Simber. You're right. It's six, one, half a dozen, the other. It's inconsequential. So, uh, I project the Minnesota Twins to go 11 and 31. Okay. Um, very clearly likely not going to compete this year unless they get, um, massive breakouts from some unexpected places yep okay next up we're going to the nl west um out in arizona the diamondbacks are the 23rd ranked team on my system and uh yeah you can kind of see why uh they have some really nice pieces uh swanson santander go ahead yeah yeah alonzo santander Swanson, go go ahead. What what are your thoughts on this team? Uh, go ahead, Grub. They have a decent two, one and two in pitching, but then it really falls off. You're relying on a lot of Kluber and Bayo, uh, and then their utility and last outfielder needs some help. Yeah, yeah. Nick Matone, Maton. I have no idea. I think it's Maton. Bubba Bubba Thompson. Gavin Sheets, these are all roll to bench guys. Uh, you know, Lane Thomas is a decent story. Um, I think he's still in Washington, and if he is, he's probably going to play. Uh, Hunter Dozier is probably going to play more with uh, with the, the moves that the Royals have made. Uh, and yeah, we we do like Alonzo and Edmund. If Tyler Stevenson can ever put a healthy season together, he'll get to that projection, or maybe even more than the three forty two he's projected for. So there's definitely some room 
to beat the expectations for the Diamondbacks, but as uh, your projections bear out, Dave, I mean, yeah. Zach, yeah, that bullpen is, it's got Andrew Painter in it, which, I mean, his projections could go any, any number of directions, depending on how much he gets to play and how well and, he does. And that's the thing, like the Diamondbacks, their worst grades are at the back end of the bullpen because they just don't have enough guys that are um, projected to score any, any number of points, really. Um, like on the bench, I have Josh Winkowski, uh, Brandon Walter, Chris Rodriguez, even mm-hmm. he, none of these guys are at least steamer and zips do not give them favorable odds for a lot of playing time. So, uh, the good news though, there is that you could maybe swing a deal for the, for, you know, half of a bullpen three or four guys mm-hmm. uh, putting up 200 points uh it it may cost you something and maybe now is not the time to do it but um this team theoretically could compete if the if they went all in this year uh i project the diamondbacks as is though for 12 wins 12 and 30 okay do you have for a baseline for us to know where would the playoffs start like what is how many wins uh, the playoffs would start at roughly about 24 wins. That would be a 24 and 18 record. Okay. So the Diamondbacks with some nice trades, maybe get a couple really cheap bargain bin hitters putting up 300 points, get a get a bullpen, um, could could make a run, but right now they're not situated for that. Next up, we're staying out west in the mountains and we're going to Colorado. Colorado. Okay. 22nd graded team and i have them at 13 and 29 13 wins 29 losses and you can kind of see why because their best projected second baseman is jeter downs at 32 points Mm. so huge hole right there and their best outfielder is projected to be carrie carpenter scoring less than 300 points so they basically have no real outfield no second baseman and the pitching staff does not make up for it. I guess he can pray on Jose getting signed to play second base somewhere. Right. But at shortstop, they also do not have much of a... I mean, you could switch downs in Iglesias and it's just the problem gets reversed. So does Alwaldo right. have any shortstop eligibility? Uh, I thought he might. I thought he only had... Um, I think that was Peraza. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not terribly important at this point. Uh, Jose Iglesias, I think more importantly, doesn't have a team yet. Right. So those are based on if he gets the chance to play part-time somewhere, which I'm guessing he, has, he will, but yeah. He has the best bullpen we've seen so far. Yep, you're right. I was just going to say that, Rob. Yeah, the, the bullpen's insane. Uh, Hater, Romano, Jorge Lopez, um all well above average relief pitchers, especially for being first, second, and third. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, there there are pieces here, but very critical missing spots in the lineup that are going to uh, keep this team from really competing this year is my expectation. All right. Okay. Next up, we're heading to the NL Central in Ohio. The Cincinnati Reds, I have graded as the 21st team. And 
that is mainly off the back of a pitching staff that is full of questions. Yeah, you got McClanahan as a true ace, uh, Luis Gonzalez, uh, excuse me, Luis, Luis Garcia, who's pretty good, but and not a great number. A bunch two. of questions. Yeah, where did Lorenzen sign? Lorenzen's a starter for I think Seattle, or no? Who knows? This is this is this is our this is the best part of the show. He was he was an angel last year, but I don't. Uh, he is on the Tigers now. Tigers, that's some, what it is. He's starter. definitely start. He's in the rotation, and he he is projected for a full starters workload. He's just not very good. So right, Velasquez probably not going to start. He's a kind of a spot guy. Swanson, I really like, but he's behind some people in Toronto. Um, and then they got Edwards is. These are all replacement level. Duffy, Sessa. Right. Ugh. So just not a lot. No. Uh, and then you're relying on Mondesi to play. That 290 is very ambitious for Adalberto. Ed yeah. It, and that's just the projection system. No, no, no. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of clock for a guy that hasn't played much at all the last couple of years. But you could see, I like, even if the projections yeah. don't love the lineup, like, just looking at it, I see potential for, oh, yeah, for well, Winker could, be, Winker could be much better. Yeah. McCutcheon could play Gallo. I'm hope I'm hopeful Gallo plays well, <laughs> being yeah. in the, Minnesota now. And you so, got Altuve, you could trade if you wanted. So, and that's kind of the thing once you're in this kind of, 20s range where you're looking at the teens and early 20s um you see the you see the light at the end of the tunnel um the the path forward for them to possibly succeed this year but there's a lot of question marks and again i project the reds for a 14 and 28 record 14 and 28 next up we have the houston astros the Houston Astros, of course, have those three uh, albatross contracts. Um, Jose Ramirez, Luis Robert, and Eloy Jimenez are together like $160. Um, so they haven't been, I mean, they've been obviously really good, but Eloy's been hurt. Luis Robert also has had some also been hurt. issues and um having that much money committed to those three guys uh, means that elsewhere on the roster are holes and the rotation is the the biggest issue here. Yeah. To have Taylor Hearn as a rotation member when he's not even in his rotation, it's a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough to put together uh, a rotation with the, you know, the constraints of the salary and, and all those things. So yeah, if you have those three big contracts, uh, who are all good players, who all could produce, but it's just uh, yeah, the pitching staff is really kind of doing the Astros in this this time around, right? So just not not enough uh, oomph on the offense to make up for the the lack of it on the pitching side. So I project the Houston Astros same record as the Cincinnati Reds, fourteen and twenty eight. Next up, we have the Toronto Blue Jays uh, at 
19th place, including last in the AL East. I am very sorry, Jamie, including for not being able to be here with us because of snow squalls. Yeah, that's a double whammy if you ask me. Yeah. But um, the, the big problem with Jamie's squad is that the infield is questionable. Cooper, uh, LeMahieu, Anderson, Bichette. Yeah. Outside of Bichette, the rest of them are, are below average at their positions. The outfield is all collectively below average. Jock Peterson, Trace Thompson, Marcelo Zuna. The util guys are interesting. Brandon Belt and Juan Yepes, but yeah. um, neither grayed out as really plus options at the util spot. They have Zach Wheeler, um, but then the only two real starting pitchers behind him are Marquez and Ronzi Contreras. Uh, both are who are projected to be below average at their um, slots on, on the team. Matt Brash is your fourth starter. The bullpen's really good. I like Boyd as a starter, but I guess he's not there yet as far as uh, eligibility. And well, I he think pitched Boyd a whole is season. Only, only qualified yeah. relief pitcher. Yeah, I think he's, I think he is only qualified as a reliever now, but that'll obviously change because he's in the rotation for the Tigers. You gotta love those sparps. Yeah. But, uh, there's, yeah, there's that's just... a, you know, Kirk is good. We know that. Bichette is great. That's great. Yeah. But yeah, but... there's just too many question marks on the offense. Yeah, uh, you're right. But they are still projected. Um, and and this is where uh kind of the uh scores start to really have an impact because while I project the Toronto Blue Jays and the Houston Astros have the same amount of points. The Toronto Blue Jays have a projected record of 20 and 22 um, because there is a path forward for them to improve a lot of spots. Um, the so Houston just... Astros uh, are kind of deadlocked with, um, with those three Albatross contracts and an entire pitching staff to build uh whereas the toronto blue jays um they have starting players at all of their spots uh none of them are really very below average except maybe trace thompson as a second outfielder um and even one or two really good hitters could could make the blue jays a playoff team yeah, I mean, if is there some injuries in Milwaukee and Brian Anderson can take advantage of that opportunity? It's just right. It's you, you're relying on things to happen that aren't currently in place. Yeah. Who do we got next? So the Blue Jays at twenty and twenty-two. Next up, we have uh, my hometown, St. Louis Cardinals. Um, All right, eighteenth place. They are also the only team projected to go five hundred. They Ooh. are twenty-one and twenty-one. Um, That's interesting. The uh, they have just a lot of mixed bag stuff going on on their team, right? I love how Jonathan Scope is exactly average. <laughs> yeah. <league> average. Jonathan <laughs> Zero. Scope is the <laughs> average second baseman. Because when I close my eyes, that's what I think of, so that's good. Yeah, Kevin Newman at one percent under. Less. Yeah, yeah. And basically, it's saying that having 289 projected points from your first util spot 
uh, is basically average. Okay. I like that too. That's fun. That's a fun couple of tidbits there. Yumi Garcia is just under average at 186 for third relief pitcher. Yeah. That's this is a fun, a fun exercise here. Same with Miles Straw being, oh, yes, he's way up there for a second, you tell. Interesting. So the Cardinals having basically a full lineup of starting players means that their second util spot is is scoring the amount of points that a starting player would is is well above average. Interesting. So Miles yeah, Straw, a... despite not being very good, is right. well above average as a second utility player projection. Well, I kind of like that because I think it puts a little more, uh, it gives people a little more perspective on what those those positions are producing elsewhere, right? Because we don't know. We'll get to our team, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But like what that spot is worth uh and, and valuing it as such so that's kind of cool i like that dave right um speaking of how much things are worth i also have overall grades for the bench and, and the minors as you see yep um, the bench i give first of all i give a grade just to the entire bench as a whole mm-hmm. and then i have that weight beyond that okay. i do the same thing for the minors except i give a tenth of the weight so wow. Having a really strong minor league roster and bench that's going to uh, contribute some points and give you some depth um, is like enough to to give you a, a little bit of wheel room, maybe a, a win or two here or there, mm-hmm. or lack of if you don't have a good bench or, or minor league system at all. Um, but it's not going to be very impactful. Do you have those benches and minor league systems ranked separately at all or no? Uh, the, no, I do not have, uh, individual rankings. Um, okay. I was just curious, but I could do that. It wouldn't be too hard. Okay, cool. I just wanted to know, like, what's the quote unquote best bench or whatever. You know what I mean? Like just, yeah. just, just for fun. It doesn't mean a whole lot, but right. Who's up next here. Let's get this thing moving as they say in the business. Right. So the Cardinals at 21 and 21, mm-hmm. uh, again, they have some nice pieces, but just a lot of questions. Yeah. Freeman's great. Yeah. Adam Wainwright's your number. Wainwright, Yelich. Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, I project. All right, same division. We don't have to go anywhere. One more win than the St. Louis Cardinals and place above them uh, in next year's division, which is a major turnaround from last year's standings with the Cardinals being a playoff team and the Pirates uh, near the bottom. I even project the Pirates for a winning record, 22 and 20, um, led off by the stellar stellar infield and pairing that with Mookie Betts in the outfield. Yeah, you got Guerrero Jr., Jazz Chisholm, some juniors, Manny Machado, Wander Franco, Mookie Betts. Yep, that's a that's a solid uh, quintet, as they say. Yeah. And then you've got three nice starters to to make up your uh, your top three. Garrett Cole is a clear ace. Um he, you know, we don't need to talk about Eric Cole, but Brady Singer and Joe Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, two workhorses likely that are going to keep the ERA down and um, rack up a lot of points. Yeah, that's a good, that's a solid three. That's shows <clears throat> what a playoff rotation kind of looks like in this case, right? Yeah. Or close to close to it, right? Is that what we're saying? Well, the problem is there's not a ton of depth behind it. You're looking no. at um, uh, question marks and Dre Jameson and Ryan Pepio on the bench uh mike soroka who knows yeah he's one of those like could pitch zero innings or could be a useful you know 15 20 starts hopefully him and anderson are fighting for that last rotation spot against each other 
and they'll probably split it when it's all said and done, right? Yeah. Yeah. The bullpen here isn't great. Dylan Tate, Ryan Stenek, Michael Givens. Um, yeah. You're ending it with Mark Melanson and Yaldelo Santos, that fab claim. Yep. All guys well below average for the role that they have on the team. And uh, yeah, that's all right. It's going to be interesting. Who's up next? Pirates could could make a run. That's true. Next I mean, if you're if you're projected above 500, that's you're close enough to, to make the playoffs, right? That, that's what right. we're saying. Next up, the Boston Red Sox at 16th place. So after this, we're officially going to be going to above average teams. Wow, um, I love that. Oh, that's the NL East. The AL East. Here we go. The Boston the Red, Sox. Red Sox. Nick Nick P. Eat your heart out. Yeah, I project him with a record of 23 and 19. That's winning, baby. <laughs> All right. What are the pluses we got here? Tim Anderson is above average. Uh, Luisa Rye is above average. Mark Canna for a third outfielder, surprisingly to me, is uh, 0.6 above average. And then Kyle Isbell is a last utility. This is what we were talking about earlier, right? Kyle Isbell with the Royals is a full one. Uh, what are we calling it? Standard deviation. One standard deviation above average. So that's... Uh, as a second util projection. Yep. He even grades over Eduardo Escobar, who um, actually does not make the starting lineup in the in the projection system for the Boston Red Sox. So that's a really good bench bat if anyone gets hurt because you're going to get to that point, right? It's like right. And the outfield overall, while Canha is above average as a third outfielder, Andrew mm-hmm. Benintendi is basically the same amount below average so as a yeah. first outfielder. Kind of so evens you- itself out. Yeah. kind of what I'm seeing with this whole team. You look at his pitching, kind of evens itself out a little bit. Yeah, this pitching could be insane. Yeah. Or it could be exactly average, like the projection <laughs> has it right now. I think this might, the starting rotation at least has the greatest variance. Like, we're talking about, like, you know, it's like the real Red percentile variance, right? Yeah, so we got Nick Lodolo, Garrett Whitlock, Chris Sale, Jack Flaherty. It could also be an absolute disaster as we're talking about, and on the on the on the terms of variance, right? Like the twentieth percentile, or could be just like uh, a sale. Sale and Flaherty don't pitch; they're hurt, and then you're left with a guy who hasn't been in the rotation with Whitlock, and a guy who hasn't done it for more than a full season in the majors in the Dolo. So, right. I like Duran. I like Seawald. I like Graveman. So that's a good bullpen. Uh. And yeah, yeah. Th- there's there's good pieces here, but it's mostly just average. Yeah, it's, it's very average across the board. Um, but that's so getting the job done. We're slightly above average, though, um, at 23 and 19. Next up, we're having the 15th ranked team. So we're officially in the top half. All right. The Oakland Athletics. Uh, I was kind of surprised by this, this rating overall be because they have surprising to me um because i wasn't really thinking of oakland as a team that would compete this year uh their lineup is really strong like really strong uh the only weakness you have is is thyro estrada is below average as a first outfielder but after that everyone is at least half a standard deviation above um it's a great lineup yeah it's the best lineup we've seen so far for sure yeah varsho olsen Brendan Rodgers, Bobby Witt Jr., Fernando Tatis. That's a great infield in general. 
and then you're hoping for bounce. I mean, Meadows is getting a bit of a favorable projection there. Hope he's back from whatever issues he was having last year. Max Kepler again, uh, you know, one of the same thing. Like if he, if he bounces back to what he has been, he's going to be maybe even better than that 348 projection, but he, he could, could still be worse. And then same thing with, you know, Seth Brown is, he kind of is what he is. That's a pretty good utility guy could also play outfielder for space. So. Yeah. And then I, I do not want to pass this up, but their bench is on the hitting side is especially very impressive. Uh, over 200 point projections from Logan O'Hop at catcher uh, who could make Varsho an outfielder um, if he plays well enough. Yeah. Um, Bryce Terang and Garrett Mitchell for the Brewers. Uh both favorable projections could be full-time players uh, could way overperform that, that number you see there. True. James Outman, uh, hyper athletic outfielder for the Dodgers. Yep. A lot of upside there on that bench. Had a great debut last year. Uh, the pitching staff is not. Yeah. That's why they're not, this is why they're not higher, right? Right. The, the pitching staff, yeah, Pablo Lopez as your ace, which is it's okay. But then after that, Kyle Bradish is your number two. James Capri Allen is your number three. Cody Morris, who they have in the minors right now, um, got enough of a projection to be the fourth ranked <laughs> starter for the athletics. So yeah, that's kind of a yikes. Yeah. Any any thoughts here, C Rob? Uh I'm interested with the Leody Tavares. They think he's going to get a whole bunch of run up there. Yeah. Uh, and then Chapman, I think he has a lot of, he could have a lot of outcomes. Yeah. Down that, that last pitcher spot. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of them good, unfortunately. No. <laughs> <laughs> the athletics have a crazy amount of depth too. Cause even in the minors yeah. beyond what I have guys that are good enough to just be on the bench um, expected contributions from Matt Cronin, Colwyn, Peyton Burdick, Cole Henry, Caleb Killian, who could actually start this year for the Cubs. Um, yeah. Andre Jackson. Yeah, I think I think the Oakland Athletics could surprise a lot of teams this year, um, and even beat out my projection because of just the crazy amount of depth and uh, capacity for upside here. All right, who's next? Next up, we're heading to the NL East, the New York Mets. All right. A team that is very balanced across the board. Um, oh, yeah. Depth, uh, contributions from minors incoming, but not a real lot of star power here. Yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of injury question marks here. Yeah. Anthony Rendon at 406. When's the last time he played a full season? I was just gonna say Rendon, Buxton. Uh yeah. I mean, Darvish is getting up there in age. I know he hasn't been hurt recently. Even uh, Kiermeyer to per- Peralta. Play a whole season. Yeah, Kiermeyer, he he's gonna play a decent amount in that Toronto outfield, right? Yeah, he should play center. I think that's why they signed him to move Springer out of there. That just that just shows you what that last util spot is actually worth. He's an above average last util guy. Yeah. So if you can get enough players to get a, you know, a, a legit guy that's getting full playing time and is going to yeah. put up 300 points, that's a lot of marginal value that you're getting over other teams right there. Right. That's, you know, not to give away our secret, but that's kind of something we were 
we wanted to have in our on our bench, right? Or our last util spot was solid production because a lot of teams just just like uh whoever's still playing on this team, you're in that last spot. Yeah. Uh the pitching, we got like we mentioned Darvish. I love Logan Gilbert. I like Barrios as a bounce back. Freddie Peralta's got ridiculously good upside. I think that's a low projection for his for his top end. And the bullpen is I mean Cabrera's listed as a reliever, but he could easily be a top three pitcher on this team. Edward Cabrera, that is. Right. And then the minors, you don't Brandon Fat could start the year in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Reese Olsen could start for the Tigers this year. In fact, yep. they expect him to get a few starts this year for the Tigers. Yeah. Curtis Mead, um, has a projection um i kind of expect him to be a september call-up but he could yeah explode or have a great spring training and, and just enter that team his hit tool is not a question um it kind of has that really spot just... handicapped with aronda and mead they're the same player in the system yeah true both, is mead left-handed uh well mead's right-handed but I, this they play the same positions okay i was gonna say because aronda is gonna get that opportunity because the uh, the rays have given up their sent off so many left-handed bats. I mean, how many left-handed bats are still on the team? I think it's just Lau and Aranda, right? I mean, Bruhans and Wander switch hitters. Yeah, but I mean, like, true lefty bats. I think they love platooning there, as we all know. I'm not sure why I said that word like that, but... They got rid of Choi. Yeah. So So Aranda could play play first. He could play DH. Anyway, let's let's focus on the task at hand. You got one of the best catchers in the game, Wilson Contreras. Cronenworth can play anywhere, but he's listed as first base. I think this you don't have anybody else to do that. I guess Mustakis could or Aranda mm-hmm. in the end. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of depth there. There's there's depth. Um, again, you don't have that star power like Schwarber and Buxton are good, but Buxton's projection isn't favorable just because he's hurt all the time. Um, and and Schwarber obviously, uh, his upside is capped by his hit tool. I'm gonna uh, stop you right there, Dave. And uh, Byron Buxton is a star. All right, carry <laughs> when he on. Plays. Car- yeah, carry- when he plays, carry I don't. On. Think... No, 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 no. B- 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 carry on. Okay. I'm gonna stop you anyway, right there. I'm gonna stop you right yeah. there. He's a star. <laughs> His 162 projections are always great. <laughs> all right, all right. Stop teaming up on me. All right. <laughs> stop bullying me. So the Mets have yeah a lot of nice things going for them. Um, their holes exists like they're jordan walker could be a huge variable for this team mm-hmm. um, yeah. if he's up immediately uh this projection is going to go way oh, up yeah. love it um love, love but, the Mets. yeah but uh there's still visible flaws that keep them from being real top tier i have them same record as the athletics and red sox at 23 and 19 all right Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Rays out in the AL East. Wow. Another team that has a lot of good things going for them and very visible flaws, but not too many of them. Um, I project the Tampa Bay Rays at 24 and 18. The other Contreras. How about that? Back to back. See, Rob, how about how about you hit the Tampa Bay Rays? They're your hometown, sort of. <laughs> Not really. Uh, I mean, they're kind of going for average across the board. Their only one over a couple standard deviation is uh, Tucker and Nimmo, but 
then they're relying a lot on Gio Urshela and Luis Renjifo in Los Angeles to get playing time. I mean, I'm not saying they're not, but Renjifo has been up and down the past couple of years. Uh, in the pitching, I actually like the relievers, even though they're not favorably projected with Floro and Diego Castillo, because Floro's probably going to get the chance to close because I don't have the biggest faith in Barnes. And their starters are all, they're pretty slotted where they should be. For sure. They got a nice five-man of Fran Bervaldez, Lance Lynn, Sean Manea, Cal Quantrill, Grayson Rodriguez uh, has a nice projection um, yeah. of 251 points from the uh, from the systems. So, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I think they have a nice bench here, too. Um, a lot of good things going here. Shintaro Fujinami for the A's may be really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then some some backup players that won't just leave them high and dry if they have to if they have to be full time for any reason. So I understand their fab purchase of Barnes now. I didn't know they also had Floro, so they kind of handcuffed that closer role. Right. Yep. So yeah, they'll they'll I think they'll maybe beat their projection with this depth and um just some uh capacity for upside, especially like Riley Green is only projected for 358. Um, and he's a guy that I think could really explode this year. Okay. Next up, Perry, we got the uh, San Francisco Giants at 12th place. Um, same projected record of 24 and 18. Big improvement from last year. Uh, what are your thoughts on the projections that I got? Right, let me look at this. Claude? Let's see here. Okay. Uh so Steer is projected at uh he's our only negative I guess Yoshida is right on the line as far as positive negative projection, but Steer at third base is our one weak spot, which I think we anticipated at this point. Uh our two utils are above this is what I was talking about, our utils being above average. They're both listed at above average right now with Myers and Kirilov. We like our outfield. Everyone else is basically at average other than Lau. Um, that's what we're looking for. And then same with our pitching staff. I think no one's too far high or below, right? No, no one's straying too far from, uh, from being an average player. And I think that's where we get our, uh, projection. I think we have a very good, for some reason, our minor league system is projected for a lot of points. <laughs> yeah. Contributions from, uh, like yeah. nine players that still are in your minor leagues. So. I think that's, I think that is actually going to tell the story of our season is, how well our pitching from the minors fills in and you know you know just boosts our about average pitching right now right our, our pitching staff right now looks to be about maybe a little above average maybe right at average i can't quite tell yeah you don't uh, have well, the the star power patrick sandoval's your ace on the yeah. projection systems um and and that's you know below average for an ace but you know besides that it's it's definitely not bad. It's workable. Yeah, like, yeah. I I think our relieving our relievers projections are low based on what they those seem to be like not worst case scenario, but like seemingly less than fiftieth percent. I mean, I know they're the other the fiftieth percentile projections literally, but I think we just personally have you know an Estevez closing, a Rogers picking up a few more saves that'll boost his numbers, and uh, and then King. I think is we're not we're not sure what's gonna happen to Michael King, but we have enough depth in the pitching staff where our bench could step in so yeah i, I, I think this is completely fair and uh 
we like where this team could actually jump up from this spot. So yeah, go ahead, Krob, give us give me your best shot. I was Beeks and King could easily be replaced at the end of the year with Bobby Miller, Kyle Harrison, or Tosh Bradley. If any mm-hmm. of those get a spot, and you could get maybe not more points than them, but more points in a short amount of time to really finish out the season. Cool. Respect. And, uh, we have officially hit the playoff teams. I project the San Francisco Giants currently as the wild card number three from the National League. Hear that, Sean? We made it, baby. <laughs> With a record of 24 and 18. Um, oh, actually, you're ah, the New York Mets actually are wild card number three. Oh, the wow. San Francisco Giants are wild card number two. Um, we have at the New York Mets, the Tampa Bay Rays in the deeper American League are mm-hmm. not projected as a as a playoff wow. team. Neither are our next team that we have coming up on the list. Uh, which is but about the Kansas City Royals, which I think is the real first team that had a bad year last year to be this high up um in the standings other than our team right uh i i mean you were you were like in the bad range but the royals i think were even below you and now they're projected higher interesting because we didn't tank so Mm -hmm. because not it's not in our uh, moral fiber (laughs) well the kansas city royals uh do you two want to take a stab at this it's interesting because they have a lot of well they have two pitchers that were injured most of the year with favorable projections with glass now coming off tommy john and mccullers who got some innings at the end and then torque as their first baseman uh 340 is an interesting projection based on the season that he had and then dd gregorius does he even have a team starting shortstop the hitting is questionable their pitching staff grades out really well along with their bench kyle lewis at 200 points and J.D. Davis at over 200 points makes the bench really deep. And Indy Rodriguez is a prospect to go up that high. Uh, what did he start at low A last year? I don't mm-hmm. know how much run he's going to get this year. But his relievers are great as well. Edwin Diaz, Rysel Gracias over a standard deviation. Uh, and then Jonathan India is his, and is his only real positive in the hitting department. Yeah, and and I think that's kind of what you're looking at. The pitching staff is very above average. Um, You've got one ace for sure, Dylan Sees. You know, maybe he regresses a little bit, but he's still a really solid pitcher. Glasnow could be the number one pitcher in baseball. I mean, he has that kind of upside. Um, And McCullers and Paxton, Urquidy and uh, Turnbull are all nice starters to have as, you know, just filling out a rotation. The lineup, while India is the only positive, um, Langeliers, Torkelson, Bohm, uh, Lux, Grichuk, Drew Waters has a nice projection. Um, I did not kind of expect that, and he he helps the squad out a lot. Nick Senzel and Ji-Huan Bay even rounding out the utility, both with uh, decent projections. Um, the Royals, if they found a really top tier shortstop, if, if they traded uh, for one of these shortstops on worse teams than them, 
um, that was going to put up 400, 500 points. Uh, they, I think they're an easy playoff team um, because the AL in front of them is, is open for the taking for sure. I didn't realize I made this many trades with them last year is what I'm looking at. <laughs> Gave them Torkelson, McCullers, and Glass now. All right. Do we want to right, move on to the next team? Because the Royals also had a 24 and 18 projection, same as the Giants and Rays. Now every team we go over from here on will be projected as a playoff team, starting with the uh, the Bronx Bombers, the New York Yankees, I have a 10th place overall. Um, they are projected to go 25 and 17. Perry, you want to hit on them? The Bombers? Yeah. I better not say anything mean. Let's see. We do like uh, the infield. And the projection systems do as well. Uh, Jansen, most likely going to play quite a bit. Jose Abreu, I've never been high on, but only because he's been a White Sox, and now I am indifferent on him. That's a pretty high number, 450 for him. He needs to stay healthy. He's getting old. Uh, Elby's same thing. He's not getting old, but he needs to stay healthy. McMahon, I love him in Colorado. That's good. Bogarts in San Diego is going to seemingly play shortstop even when Tatis comes back. I think they were trying to stick him in center. Uh, the outfield, I have uh, significant questions about, as I think everyone might with Donovan Bellinger and Friedel. And then, yeah, G-Man Choi is a solid util one. Jesus Sanchez is a not-so-solid util two. The pitching is pretty balanced, and the bullpen is great with uh, Williams, Presley, Holmes, and then you got Waldachuk, who could start a decent amount in Oakland, and Elzele, who is a bit of a wild card in Chicago, but uh, Singa, Montgomery, Perez, Pavetta, like a little bit like our team, and there's no studs there as far as we know, but they're all very solid. Yep, that that's basically kind of what I was thinking. Again, clear holes. Um, if they could get even just one really nice 400 point outfielder, um, their projection shoots way up. Um, especially if you give yourself the opportunity to move Donovan around. Um, around the diamond he's he's got to be uh up there with like one of the most useful pieces you can have for depth um because he has eligibility basically everywhere uh, except catcher so yeah i i think one star outfielder away from being a team that's going to make a deep run in the playoffs and maybe Bellinger's that star outfielder. I mean, I, I was going to say there's like a 5% outcome where he could be the best outfielder in baseball, but yeah. is it 5% now? Might be one. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for fixing that. All right. So the New York Yankees. It's still I high 1% for five. the best outfielder in baseball. All right. Yeah, go ahead. 25 oh. and 17 for the New York Yankees. Next up also at 25 and 17, we're heading to the NL central the Milwaukee Brewers. Wow. Yep. The Milwaukee Brewers, who I actually have as the number one team in the NL Central. Um, despite running Jacob Stallings a catcher, every other position on their roster <laughs> is pretty average or well above average. Um, 
in the cases of Bregman and Alvarez. Yeah. Even Yerickson Profar is your last starting guy, um, which means the lineup is very deep overall. Um, the bench is nice. Uh, you've got Francisco Mejia as your backup catcher. He could make yeah. Jacob Stallings irrelevant. Um, Dominic Smith has a nice projection. That's pretty nice for what he's been do- doing recently. Yeah. The pitching staff is very average, um, but sometimes that's just all you need uh, is just balance across the board with a few stars here and there and nice depth. And that's the, that's the key to a playoff team. Um, and, and that's why I think the Brewers are. Karabi. Uh Yeah, I agree with Francisco Mejia down there. Or was that? Yeah. Francisco Mejia. He, someone's got to start for the race at catcher. So he could have a good season. Uh, is, <laughs> well, I don't have the most faith in Bethancourt. Uh, <laughs> the pitching is so interesting because everybody is so balanced at their spots value-wise. Yeah, uh, Manoa, they value pretty much as the league average ace at just 0.3 over with Giolito. Uh-huh. And Steele is the only pitcher he has valued negatively, yeah. along with Conforto is the only batter other than Stallings that's valued negatively. And they're both at 0.11, so... yeah can't get more even so if yeah. he makes a couple trades take some of his depth or even a couple prospects he's firmly firmly in the playoffs yeah and like you know uh we're starting to get to the point where teams are are rich uh and this team uh they've also got contributions likely incoming from Sal Frelick um and Chase Silseth this year uh both who could put up really nice numbers um, and like you could trade for a nice catcher just to get rid of the biggest hole on your roster. And suddenly this team is also well prepared to go deep in the playoffs. Yeah. Also catcher is so, not that big of a deal. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, like there's no real hole on this roster besides catcher. So you may yeah. as well just like trade a couple yeah, slap dicks for for a nice catcher just to remove a flaw. Cool. Next up, Krabi, we're hitting your team at eighth place. I have the Seattle Mariners projected to go twenty six and sixteen. Um, you have a very clear hole at first base. Um, your bullpen isn't projected to be very deep, but aside from that, we're looking at a lot of positives across the board here. What are your thoughts on your team? Uh, very actively trying to fix that Luke Voigt hole. Uh, <laughs> talking to quite a few people trying to get that done. Uh, and then the relief pitching I knew was going to be a struggle, as I said, with my accidental purchase. Uh, and then Clevenger, I'm surprised at his projections because we don't know how that's going to go down. Uh, and then Garver, I'm interested to see that he is the highest projected catcher that I have. Is Christian Vasquez I'm paying fourteen dollars for, and a VCL Garcia at three twenty three on my bench I think really helps out the outfield there. Yep, this and, is a very very deep team for sure. Then Brett okay. Beatty at only sixty point five. Is that total points? They don't think he's yep. going to get any run at third. No, they they didn't project him for full playing time. All right. Well, I'm not. 
relief pitchers are kind of a wild card anyway, especially I picked up Sean Armstrong because he's a Ray, so who knows who they're going to throw. And Tapera has been good before, so just fab guys. I understand why they're that low. And Voight will soon no longer be the starting first baseman, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, and and again, like you're getting such a uh, a negative from Voight that replacing him with even an average guy bumps your projection up um, pretty nicely. And if you were to get one of the uh, one of the star first basemen from some team, um, then you're easily looking at uh, a strong competition in the AL West. Yeah, this is a tough division. Yeah, uh, especially now that the Athletics uh, look like a very balanced team overall. Um, even with the questionable rotation, their offense is going to uh, keep them competitive week to week. And then the Angels, oh. They uh, kicked we my will, butt last we will get to the Angels uh, eventually. Um, All right. But next up uh, is the last member of this podcast, the Chicago White Sox. Wow, Dave. Are projected at seventh. I have myself with a record of 29 and 13. Uh, would That's you really fellas... nice of you to give yourself that projection. <laughs> would you fellas like to take a stab at uh, my roster? The pitching staff is, I think, definitely the strongest we've seen so far. I mean, it's Sandy as your two. Really makes things strong. And yeah. Hitting seems, yeah. Hitting seems average is what you graded it out as, but JD and Matt Carpenter as your utils are about a standard deviation positive. Mm-hmm. And then you, same thing, Mike Zanino as your worst hitter. As we said, catcher doesn't matter that much. If you can, He's got Bo Naylor there too, so it's kind of a – yeah, and then Graham Ashcraft on your both. bench. Graham Ashcraft on your bench is definitely going to get innings. Carson Kelly on your bench, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, He's he a... actually does grade better than Zunino. Yeah. Oh, well, there are errors here and there. That's fine, but it's still it's negligible. It's four it's points. It's very negligible. Yeah. No. I see the projections love Isak Paredes just as much as Dave had been defending him in that rant, I remember. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, well, I, I don't read too many notes. That's a pretty pretty solid. Um, you're relying on Kim to play almost regularly as a utility guy, I think, or play second base once yeah. uh, Tatis comes back. And and I think I don't have a ton of depth on the offensive side. No, I was going to say have, the same thing, yeah. I have somewhat – average to slightly below average guys across the board Mm -hmm. um but have enough of those guys and you'll get your you'll get your daily allotment of points each week um (laughs) and i'll just rely on my starting pitching to uh and and my pitching staff in general to carry me is andres munoz the highest deviation we've seen so far at 1.89 i don't think so that's Um, pretty high it is pretty high but there are some serious negatives if people are running like zeros uh in starting spots so oh yeah oh i meant positive you meant positive i I think but yeah uh uh, i mean it's definitely up there all right well andres munoz says your third relief pitcher is good turns out yeah you can take that (laughs) what do we got okay uh with my projected record of 29 13 we're going to another 29 and 13 29 and 13 team the winner projected of the al west the los angeles angels wow uh, 
Krob, how about how about you take a stab at your uh, your top rival, the team that you uh, you and him were basically one A and one B um, through the through the stretch last year as you were just locking and loading for the playoffs. Um, and you know, of course, he was he won out, but you gave him a very nice run at the end. So, what do you think about his team this year? His pitching is actually his strong suit, which I wouldn't have guessed with. Teoscar Reynolds, I like Matt Chapman, Vaughn and Perez, but to have Heaney and Eduardo Rodriguez as your extra pitcher spots down there, with Christian Javier filling in as a spark with a two point two nine standard deviation. Uh, he's got a really deep team, starting wise. Just everybody's going to give him points besides Austin Voth, but I'm sure. I mean, he can find even a Fab guy that can give him that. Uh, and then to have a, that starting rotation, buying Kyle Wright from Kevin, getting Luis Castillo from me because I couldn't pay him. Eduardo Rodriguez, he just traded for today. Yeah, he's really filled out the pitching staff, which was the only hole holes that he had. Uh, it's just staring at his team a lot last year was difficult. Yeah, I will say... Um, the depth here on offense, especially, is questionable at best. Um, you're looking at Nick Prado and Nate Eaton are your two top graded uh, guys at Util, and both of those guys uh, could be putting up zeros um, week to week. I don't even know if either yeah. of them has a starting spot guaranteed. No. Nolan Gorman, uh, I mean, the projection kind of shows it, but he also uh is likely not going to be a starting player um certainly not out of the gate uh because brendan donovan has kind of made him irrelevant uh at least so far you know it he's a prospect still and still, yeah. yeah it's a lot like your team dave yeah a little bit um very good pitching questionable offense um the angels i mean and if if any of these guys were to go down their next guy up is like Paul DeYoung or Stuart Fairchild or Nelson Velazquez. Um, certainly guys you do not want to be putting in your starting lineup. These guys just seem flaw. I mean, I know they're projected high. I just see like massive flaws on, in the lineup. Yeah. And, but the thing is though, yeah. There's just so much star potential That's around true. here. Yeah. Like he has he has seven good <laughs> starting pitchers. Right. That uh, that's the carrying card here. And, and then even if one of those go down, even if one of those go down, he has Dave Sclafani on his bench. Well, right. we we we've had we had talks about Dave Sclafani and we we shouldn't talk about him anymore. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um yeah, but it's just like these I mean, I, I like Vaughn, Sal I mean, at some point he's going to fall apart. I'm not sure when that is. You guys talked about Gorman. Uh, very ambitious for Solaire to think he's going to put up 360. But uh, and then you mentioned the details. So yeah, there's some questions there. Um, and but the pitching is going to carry the team, like like you guys said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I even I am envious of this rotation. Luis Castillo, <laughs> Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, Hunter Green, Christian Javier, Steven Matz, Eduardo Rodriguez, Andrew Haney, all of whom you can fit in your starting or in your starting lineup every week. That that's a lot of 
points right there. So I just I think it's impressive that he got I mean Castillo Wright and Erod and none of those were auction bought. Those were trades. That's yeah. that's how you do it. And I will say that line that that the rotation is for me too good. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't like it. <laughs> All right. Next up, we are moving back to the NL West. The winner of the NL West is projected to be wow. the San Diego Padres. Wow. And uh hey, Perry, how about you take this? Uh well, I hate it for one. Um <laughs> Let's see. Spend enough money on pitching, so they better be good. I think he has Webb on some stupid. Con- I'm not sure how that actually happened. I'm I'm gonna have to do an investigation. We're gonna get Congress in here to, to figure out how Logan Webb is on such a cheap deal uh, as his number four starter. It's it. I think it has the potential to be the best starting four. I know you just we just, we just had a team that with had a great uh, you know eight man rotation or whatever, but mm-hmm. I think this is the best starting four uh, if all healthy, which is. Uh, the top three all could be in old folks' home. Well, not Rodon. He could just be in the, in the hospital. But, you know, DeGrom, Scherzer, uh, they're getting up there. They're all projected over 500 points, which is uh, which is very fun if you're in, uh, what is it, the uh, the warehouse district. Um, he's got Lars Nupar, who's people love, who's actually not projected that great. I'm surprised a little bit on that, but maybe it's just a playing time thing. Taylor Ward. O'Neill Cruz. This is a great infield, by the way. If you can stomach uh, Cattell Marte being out of shape and not trying very hard. Um, Hoskins is great at first base. Gary Sanchez. I, does he have a team? Not yet. No. Okay. Backup catcher is... Uh... No one good. Who, who is it? Uh, so, first of all, they didn't even make the optimal bench. Um, which uh, okay. I'm looking. I mean, I know Kyle Farmer played some catcher previously, but I'm mean, that's not that's, he he's not eligible. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, at least I have, I can hang that over his head. Uh, but anyway, you know, Hoskins is great. Riley, I love. Uh, O'Neill Cruz could be, could be massive. He could, he could be the best player in the team. Um, I think Taylor Ward's overrated, but uh, for now he's he's hitting fine. Duvall, I guess they're going to have to play him in Boston because... Is he their center fielder? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Longoria should get a decent run. I think Farmer might might end up playing more than that 151 would suggest just because he's going to... I think he's going to play at third, short, first, maybe some outfield for the Twins. So and maybe some DH even against lefties. So, uh, yeah, this is a good team. Uh, I'm not happy to say it. At least his bench is bad yeah i mean it's they're, they're all gonna they're all gonna play but it's not good it's yeah the bench is full of relief pitchers um yeah he, he's basically throwing darts at the board right now seeing what sticks uh for his relievers um, yeah it's a good it's a good team i'm gonna give him i'm gonna say that one time and then never say it again <laughs> i think max scherzer has the highest standard deviation by the way um, oh, three six five. Yeah, yeah. Five twelve. Max Scherzer twelve at SP three. Yeah, Max Scherzer as an SP three is a little. Yeah. Broken, turns out. Turns out. Turns out he's the best third starter in the league. Yeah. <laughs> and All I right. still we're going to continue with that, uh, taking that uh, Logan Webb to the highest court. So 
the Padres were 29 and 13 on my grade. Wow. Uh, next luck. up, um, and, and we're kind of doing a little bit of an audible here because I did get the, the Tigers projection in. Wow. Um, the Tigers would have been fourth. The okay. new fourth place team are the Washington Nationals. Um, wow. Jeff. No surprise here. Congrats. They are expected uh, to be pretty high in the uh in the nl east but they are not going to beat out the miami marlins per my projection wow which is probably the biggest shock to me i hope those um, guys are we'll do the hopeful. we'll do the nationals right now yeah if you're in the auto zone please pull over because this is big time yeah so the nationals um very deep lineup um, Nathaniel Lowe and Charlie Blackman are well above average for being the last guys on this offense. Yep. Um, Verdugo, Castellanos, and O'Neill, a solid, if not, you know, spectacular, but still a good outfield. Yep. A, another solid, if not spectacular infield, Ty France, Jeff McNeil, Justin Turner, Javi Baez. Catcher is average and Jonah Heim. Um, they've got enough starters to make it work. Robbie Ray, John Gray, Ranger Suarez, Tyler Anderson, Jose Quintana, JT Brubaker, um, plus a couple guys on the bench and Zach Grinke and Paul Blackburn. Maybe Trevor Williams starts, I don't know. And the bullpen is, again, not spectacular, but very deep. Kyle Finnegan, Alex Lange, Jose Alvarado. Uh, yeah, just solid to above average across the board no real weaknesses um this team is good all right chris taylor as your ultimate bench guy is kind of like his use in real life too mm-hmm. yeah chris taylor doesn't even make the optimal lineup and he's scored for over 300 points on the projection so wow that basically means that the Nationals are not going to be running zeros at any position. So they that's important. They have uh, they have wealth. This this is this is the old money team too. They've been competitive since the league started, um, even before Jeff took over. He's just kept the kept the um, gears turning. He took wow. on the hobby Baez uh, roulette wheel to that this year. <laughs> You got it for cheap, if I remember, like 14 bucks or something. Yeah. All right, who's up next? Next up, so the Nationals, I have at 33-9. and nine. Uh, The Baltimore Orioles, I also have at 33-9 and nine, um, and winning the AL East. The wow. Baltimore Orioles uh, constantly sending out trade offers. Um, but th- this is the result. They have an, a very competitive roster, um, top to bottom, maybe not the best outfield, but aside from that, um, this team is, you know, the pitching is loaded. The offense is good enough. They made a trade for Kyle Stowers that I think is giving them a little bit of wiggle room on the offense. Um, yeah. Who did we, who did we give up? Who did we get for that? uh i don't remember man that's not that's not cool (laughs) um you keep going offense can be buoyed by shohei otani if they want um he's obviously going to have a stellar projection no matter where he is 
Um, but right now I have him in the rotation uh, along with Brandon Woodruff, Clayton Kershaw, Nestor Cortez, Tony Gonsolin, Taiwan Walker. Um, fantastic rotation. The bullpen is good. You've got a couple starters in Zach Eflin and Stripling um, who are have the relief pitcher eligibility. Trevor May is a good bullpen arm, um, especially as your third bullpen arm. And then they have darts at the wall uh, in on their bench. Uh, some some will hit, I'm sure, and then they'll just fab claim to uh, to fix any holes that they have. Um, yeah, their outfield is questionable, but it's not going to hold them back from being a stellar squad. My big question is third base. Jamer Candelario hasn't had a good year in a while, and he doesn't have a backup really at that position. Christian Arroyo. Uh, I know he has eligibility, but I'm just worried about playing time. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing. This team is deep across the board. Um, they do have Jordan Groshans in the minors who could maybe fill a third base hole. Um, we will see. I just don't think this team has enough flaws to not be a stellar squad. Yeah, for sure. So they are also projected at 33 and nine. Next up, the winner of the NL East, and this was the most surprising to me because I did not realize how good this team had got as quickly as it did. The Miami Marlins um, have a stellar projection across the board. They have one hole at first base of Joey Votto, and then everywhere else is above average. Um, They literally – well – Yuan Moncada is slightly below average as a third base, but besides that, there are no other minuses on this roster. Um, it's just good. There's good players across the board. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Because this was very surprising to me. Well, he won the Matt Mervis sweepstakes that was going on in the minor league draft. I mean, I know they signed uh, Mancini and Hosmer, but his numbers have been so good, he could fill that first base hole. And then he also has his reliever darts. Yarbrough could be a spark. Pin Murphy, as I said, you know, like Sam Hinches. And then he's got Grossman to cover his outfield if anybody gets hurt. Same with Badu. No one knows what he's going to be at this point. But to have Strider as a reliever at, and what is he, like $4 for 426 yeah. I think he's still. I mean, he's he's cheap. He was on a rookie deal, so he's going to be given a max extension after this year. Um, it, yeah, this this team has a future. Um, they have Vaughn Grissom as well um, on the offense. They have they have Ellie De La Cruz in the minors. Um, Elijah Green. Uh, and a few other guys that are really nice. I mean, this, the Miami Marlins, uh, I I got to give them a round of applause because this was a fast, impressive turnaround. And I project them at a record of 34 and eight this year. Uh, and I think the data backs it up. I mean, you've got a couple question marks um, in the rotation. Uh, Kenta Maeda and Trevor Rogers plus Patrick Corbin, who knows if you actually want to play him week to week. But Verlander, Bassett, and Strider, and Hunter Brown now 
is a really nice top four. And even if those other three guys, you know, fall off, this team has, has it all. Well, pre uh, major drafts, weren't they taking on bad contracts? I know I traded them two contracts because they weren't planning on competing immediately and they turned into this. Yeah. I mean, they may not have been planning to compete immediately, but it, they're going to find it hard to lose. I gave them Grossman and Cesar Hernandez, and they took that money and didn't care. <laughs> well, they're, they're all gone. Yeah. And then the Soto, the Soto trade, I think, really flips a lot of this from from Gross, basically flipping from Grossman to Soto for for just future value, right? Yeah. So that's the big takeaway. I did I did find out by the way what the trade was. If no one was actually wondering uh how Stowers got to uh our last team. Oh yeah. What was clearly the Dave, clearly Dave doesn't uh it it was uh we and we turned Stowers into and and junk into Mason Wynn and Kyle Harrison. So that's where he went. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that so it's we'll a take, good trade. We'll it's, take that. Yeah. Yeah. It was two trades, but that turned into yeah, but anyway, because we ended up flipping Carpenter too. That's just that's just fun of fantasy baseball. All right. So yeah, this is we like the Marlins here. Uh I I do have massive questions about the two pitchers you pointed out. Maeda and Rogers. Maeda and Rogers, who Rogers might not be in the rotation. Um and Maeda, I hope he's healthy, but he still was only throwing like eighty nine when he was healthy most recently. I'd love for him to be great because I have season tickets, but um, yeah, that, that could throw a wrench in some things. The backup pitchers there are throw even less hard. Yarborough, all well, Henches is a flamethrower, but uh, yeah. And, yeah. And I think just overall, there's just too many good players on this squad for them to be bad, even if a few guys do not meet this projection. I like Joey Manessa's projection. Yeah, he's, he's good. Be a four hundred point player. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I was just, I was just. Uh, does he have first base eligibility? He must. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Well, that could fix his Votto problem if he could find another outfielder. If Badu plays well. Yeah. Yeah, he has both. He's a four dollar guy on the second year, uh, first of two contracts, so. Nice little one dollar pickup last year. All right. Yeah. So the final team, which um, is good because we're uh, this is we're already the longest show of all time. Hey, that's okay. We're gonna hit under two hours. Uh, the Detroit Tigers, um, with their newest acquisitions, they grayed out. Uh, you know, Shane Bieber. They grayed out as the best team now. Um, all this right. Is a lineup that has no holes. Your worst player is relatively Stephen Kwan as your number one outfielder is an average number one outfielder um, at 426 projected points. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is a plus to a double plus. Um, the rotation is uh, very strong now that they got Bieber and they traded for Musgrove recently as well. Um, Josiah Gray and Kyle Gibson on the back end a strong bench contributions from the miners incoming the Detroit Tigers have it all. They are going to be in my mind, the team to beat 
Um, and I'm going to let Crop take this. I just, I just do want to point out that the only reason this happened is because they have Dave's favorite player, Ian Happ. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, take it for what it is. Also, um, yeah, they're, I mean, they're good. Really good. And, and they have a stellar minor league system too. Um, Corbin Carroll especially is going to uh, be up the full year. He has a very nice projection, if not spectacular. He's in the lineup right now, point out. Yeah. Um, so it's just they're spectacular. I mean, Daniel Espino could be the number one pitching prospect next year. Kobe Mayo is good. Uh, they just traded away these two, but. The Louder and Ortiz, yeah. Um, it's, it's just good. It's, it's just really good across the board. Mm-hmm. Good job guys. Yeah. The co-owners over there, um, are swimming in money right now and they will be at the end of the year more likely than not too. Wow. That's a call from Dave. Yeah. Who could challenge them in the division? That's a real question. Uh, in the division. I think it's Dave. I don't think I don't think I can uh, challenge this squad as is, but uh, they jumped up three spots with that trade. Yep. So fifteen point nine seven for oh here I'll hide this for you guys because this is the Dave Plus. Dave Plus. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't sort the Google Sheet because I exported it from Excel. But that's okay. Um, Detroit Tigers. Uh, and this is a three, four and eight now. Um, same basically the same squad uh uh-huh. as the marlins but just slightly higher okay um, to get them to that promised land record of 34 and 8 projection 15.97 it's almost a 16 dave plus rating yeah uh and that's the thing i think another thing about uh some some interesting takeaways from these overall projections mm-hmm. um, which going down by one um here I'll I'll just read them off real quick. Sure. One Tigers, two Marlins, three Orioles, four Nationals, five Padres, six Angels, seven White Sox, eight Mariners, nine Brewers, ten Yankees, eleven Royals, twelve Giants, thirteen Rays, fourteen Mets, fifteen Athletics, sixteen Red Sox, seventeen Pirates, eighteen Cardinals, nineteen Blue Jays, twenty Astros, twenty-one Reds, twenty-two Rockies, twenty-three D-backs. 24 Twins, 25 Braves, 26 Guardians, 27 Dodgers, 28 Phillies, 29 Rangers, and 30 Cubs. Um, I think an interesting takeaway was that uh, none of the teams, I feel, are unbeatable. Um, The Angels and your Mariners last year, Grob, and the Nationals too, kind of got to a point where uh, you were all putting up 300 plus points a week and the only times you would lose were to each other. Um, this yeah. year, I don't think any team is like so above and beyond the competition that other teams cannot sneak in from behind to, to grab a win here and there. I think it was, it was just unsustainable because I think all of us were running 360, um, 360 budgets. Yeah. So we so had, cuts the- had to be made. Yeah, but things could happen the same if the uh, Tigers or Marlins or Orioles make similar trades as what we did. They can be putting up the same amount of numbers just because they have both all of those teams still have minor leaguers that are highly valued. So at the trade deadline, they could get big names. 
Yeah. Uh, and while there's no clear cut superstar team, there are a few very clear cut um, teams that are just not going to compete this year. Um, Cubs and Rangers, especially, uh, have too many holes and are and are clearly just. Uh, I mean, the Rangers just traded away Bieber. They know what they're doing. Um, they're they just are not in the position to compete this year and are going to have a lot of losses ahead. Um, a few teams graded really bad, but have fixable holes if they want to go even further in this year. That that's the group that's like the Braves, Guardians, Dodgers, Phillies. Um, teams that I really think should uh, make some improvements because there's a lot of openings. Um, uh, there's there's just a lot of leeway to be a playoff position. The Pirates, Cardinals, Blue Jays, Astros, Reds, Rockies, and Diamondbacks are all right in that position where they have an obvious flaw. Um, and sure, you could put off really competing for another year, but you know anything can happen when you get in the playoffs. Um, and more competing teams is is good for the league. So. Uh, I would like to see those teams kind of compete teams that I would be shocked if they didn't make more moves because they are right on the fringe. Um, your giants, Perry, uh, the Rays, wow. Mets, athletics, and Red Sox, uh, all good teams all ready to compete right now. Um, they just have a few holes and they're easy to fix relatively compared to the teams below them. And then your uh, playoff teams, teams that I think are going to uh, find it tough to lose going in, but do have flaws on their roster. Myself, the White Sox, C. Rob's Mariners, the Brewers, Yankees, and Royals, all strong teams, um, but a a cut below the rest. Um, Because the Angels, Padres, Tigers, Nationals, Orioles, Marlins are all... uh, what I would call these stars of the league. And uh, let me pull up the playoff picture because here you can see um, how the current records kind of grayed out. Uh, NL West, Padres and Giants get in. The NL Central, the Brewers, NL East, the Marlins, Nationals, and Mets all projected to get in. AL West, the Angels and Mariners, same order as it was last year, but maybe the Athletics make a run. The AL Central, the Tigers uh, have usurped me as the clear number one of this division. Um, that said, we're both going to be playoff teams more likely than not. And the Royals, uh, again, just right on the cusp and could uh, could make a couple moves to push them over the edge. And then the AL East, the Orioles are the clear number one, but the Yankees are quite good too. However, uh, even down to the Blue Jays at last place, um, the Rays, Red Sox, and Blue Jays all have enough to work with to uh, make a push for that um, second or that third wildcard spot. Um, so the NL playoff teams, Marlins, Padres, Brewers, Nationals, Giants, Mets, AL's play, AL playoff teams, Orioles, Tigers, Angels, White Sox, Mariners, Yankees. Um, I think the Two clear number one teams right now are the Marlins and the Tigers. Uh, So that would be my current uh, FL World Series prediction, the Marlins versus the Tigers. 
Wow, <laughs> wow,